Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Hey everybody, if you've been following along with the podcast for some time, you're aware that we partnered with the social media platform, Go Wild. And if you're new to the OKS Hunter podcast, by the way, we partner with the social media platform, Go Wild. Uh, but really, it's to help combat mainstream social media censorship. Go Wild was built by outdoorsmen and women like us and hunters and anglers like us. Uh, it's a free social community. I think I said free already, but I'll say it again. Um, it's a place where you can post photos, grip and grins, and have a real sense of community where things aren't going to get censored. In fact, Rather than being censored, they're actually encouraged on Go Wild. And they give you points for things like sharing your trophies and gear reviews and inviting friends to their platform. And as you earn those points, you actually unlock some pretty great rewards uh, from brands like, uh, let's see here, Garmin, Vortex, Optics, Irish Setter Boots, uh, Quick Survive, Early Riser Coffee, plenty, plenty more, more than I can name. Uh, but you're going to get gift cards and free swag and knives and big discounts on some of those brands. I think I mentioned Garmin and Vortex, right? Uh, and plenty more. So if you create a free account today, you're going to unlock $10 by just trying it out. So go ahead and visit downloadgowild.com to go ahead and get started. This is the OKS Hunter podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks because that's just me in the freezer. It's your tag. You hunt how you want. This is OKS Hunter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast, coming at you from the OKS Hunter Podcast studio. I am live in studio. I got Derek with me on the phone. Derek, how you doing tonight, buddy? I am doing excellent. How are you doing, buddy? Good, man. You and me can uh, both completely relate to the craziness that is whatever the hell the sixth season is. <laughs> this sixth season, this has been quite a spring. The families have been sick and i feel like we were just kind of getting over it and i know you said your little guy's not feeling well man i am ready for everybody to be healthy yeah we we just got back from vacay and like you know whatever uh and then boom it's <laughs> sick again so it didn't make <laughs> everybody sense. was healthy on vacation right yeah we lucked out with that but yeah obviously i didn't want to have you and greg here getting all germed up and you know risking your family getting sick we, again we appreciate it but yeah, thank you. Well, for those that uh, are just joining us, thanks for hopping in. I can see the live uh, folks jumping in here. And if you're listening to us in okay. podcast land and you're just learning about OKS Tunner, uh, we are brought to you by Spartan Forge. Head on over to SpartanForge.ai, and uh, you can get 25% off of that membership or that subscription uh, by using code OHP. I am drinking Drop Time Spirits all by myself over here because... Well, it's been a day. Tuesdays, it's nice to have, you know, a little glass of some bourbon to just take the edge off. <laughs> Get in the zone. There you go. Cheers. I don't have a code for those guys, but cheers to them. And uh, we got some new sponsors coming on board on uh, in June. I don't have a calendar in front of me, so I don't know what episode that's going to be, but stay tuned for some more discounts from other partners. Um, 
Foam Fest is on the horizon. Just some housekeeping things. We're working through some logistics with that. Stay tuned for more. I see more registrants or attendees signing up, so that's exciting. You can find uh, you know, the registration for that at okshunter.com. Click on the events tab, and it's the only event that we have happening, so you'll find it there. And I think, I don't know, I, I always feel like there should be more that I'm announcing, but that's all I can think of for now. And I thought it sounded great. Yeah, okay. That's good. I'll be turkey hunting tomorrow morning with Greg, so that'll be neat. We'll see how that goes. Woo -woo. Yeah, you guys are going to have a blast. I think Greg is trying to get on right now. I know he was out looking for turkeys. The last text I saw is um, a little ruffled feather he must have found where I don't know if they're flying down out of the roost, but he's uh, he's putting in the work for you, man. He's hoping to find something. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm not excited at waking up at 4 in the morning, but <laughs> it's okay. It's how it goes. Um, <laughs> I'll be up late tonight doing this stuff, but it looks like some folks are joining us. Oak Tree Dreams. Howdy. Uh, Hunt Orange. Am I seeing that? Hunt Orange TV. What's going on? Um, yeah. And then evening to free, free to prowl outdoors. How's it going? Matt at Strime. Howdy, howdy. So we do have a guest with us tonight. We got uh, let's see here. Where's Dave? Dave Thomas with Bowhunter Planet. Dave, thanks for joining us. Howdy. You guys. How's everybody doing? Doing good. You got a really easy name yeah, to pronounce. Doing well. I didn't, I didn't have to keep it up. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it easy when your name's the... Now, it's funny because a lot of people don't know my name because, you know, Dave Thomas and Wendy's, some people don't know that link. But when I was growing up, as always, you know, Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, and people always be like, hey, what's up, Wendy's? It was always that. And then now, with the newer generations, nobody knows it. So it's actually kind of a nice relief because you don't hear it anymore. Where are you <laughs> guys rare. Dave, where We're are you in Detroit, at? Michigan area. Oh, all right. Well, then, yeah, you're just across the, the big pond. Known as Lake Michigan, so not terribly far. Good time to move. You got a coffee. I got a. I got a bourbon. Derek, what do you have? <laughs> uh, I got a. I got a three beers that I just put in the refrigerator because they were sitting on the garage floor. So I'm killing a little time till they get cold. So <laughs> right now I got nothing. We'll hear some cracking as we as we get the episode going. So, you know, we we uh, I think Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, but we met kind of through TikTok. I think. Yeah, man. TikTok's the thing, man. I love it. I just, it's funny because so many people made fun of me for starting to work on that. Even companies like, oh, we're not, we're not doing TikTok. And it's, it's like, okay. So then we did a, and it's funny because my kids got me into it. And that's why I was like, oh, it's not for, it's not for me or it's not for companies, you know? And so as I'm getting into it more, I had to realize that I start playing with it, just a couple posts here and there. But then I saw what would me to be the easiest chance to go viral on certain things that in facebook or youtube or instagram so i started seeing these op opportunities um to link in archery and I, it's always been the biggest thing for boner planet to um to grow archery to grow the heritage and i thought man this might be the way that you know because these are all younger kids on here and so they're seeing these posts and they're asking questions or being involved it's like it's better interaction than any other platform I've ever seen at this point. It's, it's. Yeah, I've been saying it's the second coming of Facebook because it hasn't been this good since Facebook it was in its early days. I used to be able to make a post and get a couple hundred comments, you know, and, and that's that's not a thing anymore. But it seems like it's a thing on TikTok, like you're saying. So it's just been a long time since I've seen this kind of activity and the, the outdoor community, and the hunting community, they're definitely there, you know, so it's a it's a great place to participate most of the engagement's positive that's how like i said i think you and i came across each other there and um 
I think you've stitched some of our stuff. That's like a, a, a term for how to like share a post kind of and add your own two cents to it. Um, I think I just tried to invite you on TikTok, so I might hear some audio coming through. I don't know if it'll work. Y'all know what I did. <laughs> I hit some button. I don't know what happened. I think I got it. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, Bow Hunter Planet. Uh, you guys have obviously a website. You've been around for quite some time and you put out tons of content. You have a podcast. <clears throat> Share with the audience kind of how that started, what it is and how it's evolved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we started back in 2000. Um, sorry, I got to shut this phone off. I keep hearing myself. We started back in 2009. Uh, but before that, we had the idea that we wanted to create an um, uh, archery forum which at the time you know if you go back to that time frame 2007 2009 the biggest player in the game was archery talk and archery talk was a mammoth you know at the time and they still are pretty big for their forum but forums have obviously as we know have kind of you know gone away as much it does it's not as big as it used to be but they still have their following but anyway so back then archery talk was owned by martin archery at the same time which was really interesting um when you when you think about it but so we wanted to do that, but then we kept telling ourselves, like, you know, it's going to be so hard to compete versus something that's so well established. Like, why would people want to come to our forum um, and go, you know, and go walk away from theirs when they have such a large one already? So instead of that, we decided we would just create a community uh, of bow hunters that could share content together, uh, more more like, you know, video and photo than words specifically so there'd be some words like in descriptions and comments about you know the success story or whatever but the bigger focus for us was the youtube videos the short videos the test what we we, we called test lab for years and that was basically bow reviews and, and product reviews of hunting and outdoor industry stuff so that was kind of the the big kickoff we had a it was actually originally owned by myself and tim mazarana who's still on the podcast today you'll see him on there and then we invited uh, a couple years later we got two more guys to come in as owners and investors uh kevin conlin and jamie Nopum. and from that point on it got kind of real serious when we did um reviewing like the matthews the hoyts the botex um the bears once those companies came on board, and this is something that's really important that people might not understand either, is that Bowhunter Planet is industry supported. And when I say that, I mean the companies all take part in the bow review. It's not like, hey, you know, go buy a bow and then go review it. No, the companies look to us every year to show off their products. They don't make us do anything. They don't say we can't do something, which is one of the best parts about it. They just say, here's the bows. You please tell your audience what you think, you know. So that's been an amazing part of it um that people just don't really kind of can't put their hands around but it, it is a great because it's to me it's like a community you know it's like they're all in it together it's not like they hate each other and one doesn't the other one won't do it so that's been a very blessing for us and really cool project i guess getting them to all take part in this this um experiment that was <laughs> called test lab for for many years and and today we still do it and we incorporated the classic series which is what i'm working on now and what i've been doing for that it's a little bit different is we have what we call team bhp it's like our patreons so people can pay a fee it's like i think our cheapest one is five dollars a month or you could just donate money to us either way but they so they join this group we have a private group and in the group they get some discounts there's some there's some benefits to it as well we give away some bows things like that but that money, we take that money and we reinvest it into this classic series idea where I'm going on to archery forums, I'm buying up old bows, 
I'm going on to Facebook Marketplace looking for old bows, eBay, and I've been able to acquire about 45 bows uh, that are all older classic bows then we teamed up with uh our friends in the industry we have so many friends because we've been doing this for a long time so we we reached out to gas bowstrings a3 bowstrings and america's best bowstrings all of which came on board right away and said we're in you know and i just said to them hey you know you guys are all doing this just so you know it's not just one of you or you know and basically you know if you restring and recable these for us for free we're going to give you a plug in each of those videos you do and the bows you do so they're all about it so we we uh we got them to restring and, and it's amazing right you send it to them it's all messed up it comes back like it looks like it's brand new so it's such a cool experience to do that with them um and and see what they send back because a lot of them will put their best strings on or their coolest color coordinations it's very very exciting hey ben how's it going yeah, those old bows yeah the old bows look all tricked out when you get them back uh yeah i saw the video i just saw it before um you had the bowtech guardian on there man and that took me back that was a sweet bow (laughs) yeah that bow is unbelievable and i really wanted to show off the old the older styles right like what was it like in 2005 what was it like in 1995 and to see that see the generational changes by decades is actually one of the most incredible things especially on matthews because matthews was the for some reason the most probably because they're around in 92, but they have the most information online. Like it was easy to find their, their historical specs for all their bows from 92 on there's, there's documents after documents showing advertisements, information. It's very simple. So it makes it easier on theirs. And you can see every decade, what they changed is dramatic, you know, um, bows. Like I just did the silver Hawk XI silver Hawk. I couldn't find, I could, all I could find is people talking about, I couldn't find any, actual specs of that bow or information on xi so is some of them are just so difficult even ones like a pse bow i still couldn't find stuff on it and pse still around today you know there's still things i couldn't find so yeah it's been an interesting process to be honest but um other than that we have the podcast um and we we enjoy it and i know what you guys are going through about being sick and all that we had that issue uh our podcast is going we're on season six and uh the boner plant podcast and it's been a lot of fun we've talked to so many industry people it's really incredible but one of the things about our podcast that used to be all in a sit-down room we had our own studio room it was really cool and we i mean we have like a three thousand foot studio that we use for everything and in there had its own podcast room with all decked out i mean we really went all out on it camera systems it was so cool but then COVID hit and we couldn't even go there anymore and so we ended up using Zoom meetings like like you guys are doing now, and it's awesome. We actually enjoy it more, and we ended up just sticking to it because it's so easy for everybody to do it from their house. I just bought everybody the better microphones and stuff to be able to do it, you know. So that's been a good experience, but definitely a lot of work. That's probably our, the most work is the podcast because there's just constant, you know, you guys know how it is. <laughs> Being in a podcast, you're always working on something. Yeah, whether it's like lining up guests or doing post-production or like the there's always tech stuff we're looking at maybe changing up our camera system even though we just redid it i'm not super thrilled with it running three mevo cameras and the switchboard is an ipad and i think it's fine but it creates a lag on top of a leg and uh it makes post producing stuff via video not cool at all <laughs> so yeah <laughs> we'll we'll see and no, the quality all these meh at best. Like I'd like to run DSLRs, but those have their own challenges too. So we'll see what we end up doing there. It's just a constant Derek knows for the time that he's been with us. Like 
shit's always changing and it's always causing problems. Every time I change something, it's like a new workflow and it's a lot of technology stuff uh, for sure. So I can relate to that. Absolutely. How many episodes? You said six seasons. We're on six seasons. We're probably at like 500 episodes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're we try to do about a hundred a year. So spring we're, we're close to a hundred a year. I think a couple of years we're around 50 or 60, but the ones before we're at a hundred, you know, it was, it was interesting. The coolest one we did though, and no offense to anybody else on the show. Cause I love everybody that I've been on. It's been <laughs> on, but Ted Nugent was insane. That guy. Oh, awesome. I, so crazy, man. Did he come in studio back when you're doing it that way? Or did he was, was he a zoom guest? No. No. So his wife was the guest. That's this is the, the the funny part. His wife was the actual guest on the show. Uh, she wanted to talk about her new book for this workout program. And obviously she wanted to reach hunters because she knows hunters love Ted. And so <laughs> about 10 minutes into the conversation, he basically just hijacks the phone from her and takes over. And it's literally the funniest, <laughs> unbelievable, you know, like and so <clears throat> that was crazy. And we use that. So we go, we do a live podcast every year at the woods and water show in Michigan. It's a wonderful outdoor show. It's, it's a consumer show. We do it right outside. We have a, they give us a booth that's like backed up to a beer thing or something, but it's really cool. So we have big speakers and we sit there and we, we just podcast live and people are walking in the events, about 25,000 people come through it. So it's really exciting. And anyway, <clears throat> we take breaks, you know, when we take a break, we have we have pre pre done uh, on a USB stick like you know maybe ten episodes of past episodes and we just play them. So we obviously think Ted Nugent's perfect. He's a Michigander. We'll put it on right, and I'm not exaggerating, guys. Like I'm not exaggerating. There might have been like two or three people hanging out in front of us. We put that on and we like we're doing other stuff. And I look back, there's like 50, 60 people out in front of our our area, yeah. like just looking for Ted Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> They're thinking he's on, like right then, and people. One guy, one lady came up to me. A local boy there, you know that, and yeah, I see what I see the draw for sure. That's wild. Oh man, if you if you had him, oh, they were coming from everywhere. It was unbelievable. So then we start doing giveaways because we were people that were throwing shirts in the crowd. It was awesome. It was such a great experience. I felt like I was a rock star for a split second. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of were (laughs) talking to one. It was cool. Uh, Huntworks had a question. We'll ask questions kind of as we go here. Why not? Uh, He said. Question for you. If you could choose one thing you'd want to see in a future bow, what would it be? Oh, man. Wow. That's a great question. Uh, so, shoot. What, what, one thing I'd like to see more of in the compound side is um, no, I would like to see the companies go back to a classic version. So, for instance, I would love, absolutely love to see Matthews relaunch the switchback as like a classic series edition. That's, that's still updated. Right. But like kind of some of the old stuff still available on it. I think that would be the coolest thing if each company picked their best selling bow and brought it back somehow. Um, but if I was going to pick something for a new bow, that has nothing to do with the classic side. I would just say that I would like to see dual limbs and not quad limbs. I like them to go back to the APA style right now, which is just a single limb on top, single limb on bottom. And the reason for that is the narrowness of an APA bow and the lightness of that bow because of the, what we see now in like a Matthews bow a V three X or a prime or any of them, you got this huge pocket that's got two limbs and this huge pocket holding it together on each side of it, which makes it really wide. And I'm not saying it's not better. It's probably more stable and all that. I get it, 
but like i feel like they should at least offer one narrow small lightweight bow it's just to me lightweight and narrowness of a bow is really important for bow hunting i'm not saying target shooting or 3d i'm talking about a bow hunter and so those are the things i would like to see i'm not saying their bows are bad or anything i'm not i'm just saying what i'd like to see is the narrowness come back and the lightweight shave off those pounds Wait to see if Derek has something to say about that. Well, I mean, I, that seems like a very logical, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about right now, where your, where your limb pockets are, man. Some of those bows, they feel like they're four inches wide and everybody's cutting weight everywhere else on their hunting setups with the mobile hunting craze. What an easy way to shave off. I mean, who knows? You can shave off maybe half a pound or something, but then it's a little bit more nimble. Like you mentioned, that's a, that's a great idea. I think it's interesting to consider bringing back old bows with updates. It's almost like, you know, when they redid the Mustang and the Camaro and the Challenger, the Charger, which one is it? Both. I don't know. Uh, and they look yeah. like the old ones, but obviously they're new and they're really nice. And I think that harkens back to this era where those cars were just so, so, so sexy and uh, paying homage to that. It's, it's pretty cool. Like if the auto industry can do it, I think the bow industry can do that as a limited release or a, a short run product or something. I have to imagine the tooling from the manu- manufacturing perspective is challenging, right? They'd have to tool up for an old, older bow and that could get expensive or, you know, maybe that supply chain is dead now or who knows. Yeah. When you think of, um, Matthews like, does it now though. Even if a guy, they have the sorry. Safari. Sorry, go ahead. There's a leg. Sorry guys. Go ahead, Derek. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, I think, I think it's a, an awesome idea and they would almost have to remanufacture because uh, like Dave said, he, he's collecting these older bows, you know, to do the classics review on, but like, you never know, you know, what kind of condition a bow is if it's 20 years old, 15 years old, and you just don't want to mess around with putting new strings on if the limbs are, you know, spider webbing and are going to crack. So if they came out with a remanufactured of some of the uh, popular classics, like you guys were saying, Man, I know the Archery Talk forums and the bow site guys. I mean, there's guys on there who I'm sure would snap those up in a heartbeat. Even just from yeah, a collector. I look at it, I look yeah. at like a premium market, right? It wouldn't be like, hey, you're going to get it for 800 bucks. You're going to probably spend yeah, two grand. Yeah. And the reason I say that is you look at Matthew's Safari now, that bow is like $2,000 and it's a very limited run. So I would think they do the same thing with the switchback, the Z7 bows that you know and i've asked them this and they said the answer is no but i i i I will still keep pushing them on it for years to come because i just i think that people would buy them they would rebuy these bows especially if you could just revamp them a little bit maybe put a better cam on or you know a little stronger limbs or whatever um they could definitely do it lighter metals these days that they could make them with i mean they could they could retool but make it to appear aesthetically and functionally the same as the old ones uh, even with like old camo styles and so forth, but then have it yeah. have newer materials and all of that. I honestly, you got to just get the right marketing person that can then hop on that on that pony. I think it's a great, a great marketing play, and people would eat it up. They certainly would. And then for you guys, so with the reviews oh and, and such that you're doing, Dave, like, are you doing any like comparing and contrasting of an older model to a newer model of of like, you know? specs and uh you know speed and things like that you know i have done it on a few of the videos but to be honest with you it's kind of pointless because it's such a dramatic change like so if uh, you'll see in a couple of the videos i think it was the ultralight uh from matthews it was my my brother's bow um back in 94 and he I've, we've kept it throughout the year so i had it 
So I was able to do a video on that one against the V3X, you know, and it's just, it's kind of, it's really a pointless portion to show just because it's so dramatic. There's really not even a single thing that would be close to the same. Uh, Matthews was known for large brace heights, solo cam, they called it, which was just a single cam system. Um, you know, in those, in that time frame, it's what made them, it's what, you know, created them in that time frame. became so popular and they kept that, they kept it all the way through the Creed, the helium, the no cam basically. And then they, then they flipped and went to a dual cam, which is fine. Cause it provided more power, more efficiency. I get it. You know, there's a reason they did that, but if they brought back a solo cam, people would buy it. There's no doubt about it. That that's what they remember most about them, you know, is that solo cam. But yeah, bring back the lost camo on there. I mean, you could do some cool stuff. And that's just Matthews. You know, a bear's got a ton of bows that could be perfect for that. The Dart and Viper, like we talked about earlier, would be an amazing bow to bring back. Um I'm sure there's a ton of them people are thinking in their heads right now. You know, the 82nd Airborne from Bowtech. I mean, these are bows that were legendary in their time. And you know, it, I, again, and, and I and I know Botech very well. It's one I haven't talked to them about it yet. I was thinking about doing it at the our Total Archer Channel and started to go over there and start some, telling them like, eh, bring back this classic. And that's actually something that I'll throw this out there real quick. And I'll let you. What was that? No, you're good. Continue. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, I was going to say uh, that's one thing I have to figure out with these bows when I'm done is I actually am considering just sending them back to the manufacturers to keep, you know, for their historical records. I don't think Matthews needs them because I feel like they already have it. They showed that wall off this year in their marketing campaign that has all the old bows. But, like, you know, I, I know I know for a fact Bowtech doesn't have some of these bows. I know for a fact, you know, uh, PSE didn't have one of the ones I called and asked them about. So I think that'd be pretty cool for them to have it back. And when so just you may have said already, and I apologize if it like went over my head, but are the bows that you are buying up these older ones and, and you know, retooling with strings and such, are you those are giveaways for people like that follow you guys and, and part of that are part of your community? Like, how could I get my hands on one of those if I'm like, you know, a fan of Bowhunter Planet? So the classic bows were we're not sure what we're doing with them yet. Um, every year for the Team BHP, we do a bow giveaway at the end of the year. And we do bow giveaways throughout the year for different things. So, for instance, on our YouTube page right now, once we hit 50,000 subs, we're giving away a bow. We have an APA bow lined up for that. On TikTok, we're giving away a bow right now. It's an elite basin ready-to-shoot package at 150,000 subscribers. So there's there's these things where we're trying to do this like, hey, you know what? If you guys help us get to a number, we're going to help you by giving a bow away, right? Something that's kind of expensive and people don't want to pay for same thing with YouTube is, uh, I think when we hit a hundred thousand, it's a Bowtech SR 350. I mean, it's an awesome bow, but will we hit a hundred this year? Probably not. I don't know. I mean, that one, that one's so slow compared to TikTok. I, it's like, <laughs> it's like, wow, this is really going slow, but the classics, I don't have a plan to give those to <laughs> consumers. Uh, my plan is more like either we keep them and put some sort of hall of fame display together in a trailer that we can show off at places. Yeah, I see or, it. So that's so let's take a second right there because my brain was going to like a shed or a museum, but then you consider a trailer and maybe now you have this traveling component, like the traveling museum or the traveling hall of fame or whatever you want to call fame is probably better than museum um, of these best in class bows from their time or their era. And if you traveled with that, with the podcast and if, 
you know, obviously PTO has got to work out here, uh, but that would be awesome. There's got to be some brand that would jump on like wrapping it or what have you. I don't know what overarches bows, like what is a brand that could sit on top of that? So you're not like having one bow manufacturer as the one that wraps like a trailer or something, but that could be a ton of fun for just the community doing like a small trade show circuit, get on with the Bonnier events mm-hmm. guys, where they're doing this trade show around the country. There's something there, man. It's it's work for you. Yeah, for sure. the, the trade the, the ahead, trade Derek. show the trade show idea with the trailer. I can't. I mean, just like you said before, with people stopping to hear the Fred Bear podcast, man. If there was a wall of bows like the classic favorites, the Switchback, the Fred Bear Epic Extreme, all these, like everybody's gonna stop and reminisce. Oh, I used to have this one. I think you can create an incredible draw at a trade show where people dollar winner wall of those awesome classic bows. <laughs> Yeah. So this is funny. You guys brought this up because you're right. This is actually this idea you're talking about. I already had this idea. And I thought, what if we travel with the total archery challenge and we just set up our podcast outside and we have the trailer behind us with the logo and the hall of fame or whatever, and people could go through it, right? They would walk through one end and out the other. Um, and the bows be on the walls with zip ties, you know, kind of mounted to the walls with some sort of locking system that they could pick it up. They just can't walk out with it. Yeah, like um, Love the idea. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, though, the problem is, and we talked about it already. So the first investment is the trailer, right? We would have to get a trailer big enough that, you know, people, it wouldn't be like, because we have a trailer now, but it's like a 12 footer, right? It's enclosed. It's nice. It's wrapped. It looks sweet. But the problem is, it's just not that big. And so it would be a a very fast walk, you know, if you went through it. So we would need more like something like close to a 20 footer to do. And it has to be outfitted to look awesome. It would have to be like, you know, archery history in there and TVs playing Dude, with someone, someone, videos. Can, someone can do this. Like you, you, there's like the trade shows where you go to and there's a trailer and you walk, there's a fucking bear in the thing and a wolf and like an anaconda, you know, like it's Correct. totally <laughs> doable. And um, that's what I mean. Like just figure out, is it on X? Is it who, who is agnostic to this that wants the exposure that has the backing financially to the capital to just give you the money to do it? Cause they'll get the return on it. It's, it's a show piece. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's a great point. Great. Uh, you know, we haven't really went to our sponsors and supporters yet about it just because we have to figure out our goal was to finish the classic series. Then at the end of it, come up with a plan. The other issue you got to remember too, is, uh, travel, travel time. Who's going to take yeah. it? Who's going who? So we haven't really ever settled on that. So like, for instance, total archery challenge, a great example. It's coming to Michigan in June here, coming up. Uh, we will be there. We're, you know, we're going to sit with Bear Archery, do the po- our podcast with them live. We're going to go over to Botex booth. We're taking over their Facebook page and doing a, like a Facebook live with them there. I mean, there's some cool stuff happening. I just got to figure out how to intertwine it into the show, right? So it's like, how, how can I get it on the show premise? Because like, you know, Bear Archery has a lot of pull at that show because they they give away the wrap, the trucks and all that stuff. So they can absolutely get us on there and get the trailer on. I just don't know. We can we do it at every show? Can we? Because I think that show would be the best because you have all these archers. Yeah, as I say, like going through you, it. If you become a me- what's called like a magnet, if you are a draw for a show, whether it's total archery, and they're a big enough draw by themselves, like people are going to attend it. But if you can garner even more attention and draw and magnetize people to come because you're there as an attraction, then the the show people, Bonnier. You know, whoever it's going to be could fund that. Um, I know here in the Midwest, I don't. Do you guys have Quick Trip in Michigan? Is that just a Wisconsin thing? <laughs> but like, what's it there's called? There's Love Quick Trip. There's Love's Quick Trip. What's the other big gas station? Uh, Casey's. 
you could maybe get some gas station that aligns with hunting, you know, uh, that could fund like the gas or something like, Hey, look, if we're going to give people, uh, whatever <laughs> gift cards here for at least Wisconsin, everyone, everyone from Wisconsin knows it's quick trip there. I hope to get them as a sponsor for our podcast, by the way, like I go to quick trip before I go to the deer woods every single time to buy energy drinks, piss and like gas up my truck and buy snacks for the stand. <laughs> <laughs> so some some of it's all about the fit you could find some good fits for that i think yeah that's you're right though yeah it's just finding cool that idea. right uh company you know i'd prefer it to be like a general company that's that's the other yeah. thing like the archery industry is awesome it's just that it would be better if it was like uh, um yeah, bath pro shops yeah, maybe right yeah like a major brand right yeah and they sell all that stuff anyways easier. 100%. Well, yep, here we are doing talk, and I can't help myself. I'm really sorry for all the listeners that we're nerding out on, but I guarantee someone listening to this <laughs> podcast, wherever they're listening to it, has already thought about, oh, I remember the bow that I used to use. So if you're in the comments, which I see some folks are like, what are some of the classics that you love? I know my dad, you know, would talk about the Dart and Viper, uh, but what do you guys do with like trad bows also and, and crossbows? Are you guys in those categories too? We are in, in new, not in, not in the classic yet. Uh, classic, I will do a trad bow. I've been trying to get my hands on a Fred Bear traditional grayling bow, grayling Michigan instead of Florida. So I've been trying to work on it. It's, just, it's very difficult. They're very expensive. You're talking four, four to $1,000 to get your hands on one. So uh, I try to spend around 200 bucks a bow, 250 in general, maybe 300 with shipping. You know, we're trying to stay in that range. It's, you know, I bought when I bought those that Creed and Z7, it basically cost me 600 bucks each used. And think how old those are, you know. <laughs> It's so yeah. hard to get your hands on yeah. it. And they're still so expensive. Interesting. Huntworks asked if you're going to be. I got home. a question for you, Dave. Go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. Sorry. The leg is real. Uh, as, soon as, we, as soon as we started talking, I had I walked down in my basement and I had a, a buddy who not too long ago um, was at like a thrift store or I don't know if it was a rummage sale. It must have been a thrift store because it would have been probably too cold and snowy for a rum and chill here in Wisconsin, but he picked up a bow for me. He knew I'm left-handed. So he found this old left-handed bow. It's a wooden bow with two plastic wheels uh, made by a company called American Archery. And they're out of O'Connell Falls, Wisconsin. It's an American <laughs> Archery Coyote. You ever heard something like that? I have not. That is old. That's got to be in the 80s or 70s. Yeah, it is a relic. It's got a little sight, one pin sight mounted on it. But uh, to kind of go with your point that you were talking about the classics, man, he gave me this bow as kind of like a gag joke since he picked it up for a couple bucks. But the whole time wow. I've had it for a few months, I'm like, wow, I should really, I should really shoot that and maybe turn it into a bow fishing bow or try to kill a turkey with it and just like bring back the relic. And as soon as you started talking yeah. about bringing back the classics, I was like, oh, it's like the same idea. That's like awesome. He's on to it. You guys got to get a shirt yeah. that says something back the relic and do some sweet design with some old ass bow that <laughs> you guys be surprised man i got one it's a it's a whitetail specialist and it's got it's a bear archie whitetail specialist it's gotta be 70s and it's got a couple wheels and levers it's, it's unbelievable working on it we were just talking about we need to do that video soon and i you know I, i'm a little bit nervous to shoot it to be honest because i don't want to blow up my my face but i guess i gotta do what i gotta do i have to wear goggles for yeah. that <laughs> that's but that's that's very like, understandable worry though it's a, this is this i is, assume you guys have reviewed the oneida bows you know it's so funny you brought up oneida so oneida used to buy claude pollington in, in michigan uh for a while so it started in new york somehow claude bought it brought it to marion michigan 
and it was called then moved to CP Oneida. And then I did, a, we did a lot of work with, C, with Oneida in, uh, in 2011 to 2013. I mean, like we were helping them with marketing. It was crazy with the stuff we were doing with them. We would drive up there and, you know, um, so we did a lot. We, we originally covered all the, their bows. Um, but over the past few years, we have not. And in fact, that would be a good bow to get back on to the, the classic. But the problem is they're very expensive, even used. Like, I mean, you're priced to look at yeah. like six to 800 yeah. bucks used for an Oneida. Uh, because you just can't get them the way they used to be now that Bass Pro owns them. The, at least the son, I don't know if Bass Pro directly owns them, but the family owns them. Are yeah. they so I did a lot of work with them. That's one of the slowest bows I've ever shot in my life, and I'm not afraid to say that. It was terrible, terrible slow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you guys a funny story. Oneida owns their own ranch, okay? They own a buck ranch in Michigan. It's very big, high fence ranch. So I was there working with them one day, and they said, hey, you want to go out and shoot a buck? I'm like, yeah, why not? I don't care. I'll go out there and shoot a buck of meat, whatever. So I go out there, and at 20 yards, there's like a 12-point buck. And it wasn't like hard hunting or anything. I mean, literally, a buck came into this food. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, whatever. I'll shoot this buck. It's free. I don't have to pay for it. So I pull back there a night of bow, and I fired. And I'm not exaggerating. Not exaggerating. One second here. And you can ask the guy that was with me because I was the funniest thing I ever seen in my life. That that deer ducked that arrow like so easy that I've never seen anything like that. It literally just went down and came back up and started eating again. <laughs> it's like the matrix. <laughs> never got a deer. The guy, the guide's like, man, if I you couldn't hit a hippopotamus, I put it out there. I'm thinking, dude, are you serious right now? This bow is so like, how's that possible? How can a deer duck this bow at 18 yards? It's just so bad. So that's not like the saying slow. You're gonna food. duck, you're gonna duck and pop back up into the arrow. It's so slow. <laughs> Unbelievable. I never I never seen anything like that. I never had that happen since or with any other bow. Like it was the weirdest. Out here I'm thinking, like, wow, this is great. I get a free buck out of this. This is awesome. Let's go have some fun, you know. Shoot, so, little did I know. I didn't have a chance. Dave, question for you. Um you know, we, we talked a little bit about like, what would you like to see in a future bow? Um, one of the questions I kind of have, and I'll, I'll try to formulate here. We'll see how it goes. Cause I'm kind of just thinking on the fly, but at what point is a bow in your opinion, too old? I think maybe the one you just described is probably the best example of that. Um, but you know, at what point is it also on the opposite end of the spectrum? Like, do you really need to buy a new bow every year or whatever you like the latest models? Are they really that much better than, you know, a model from five years ago or what have you? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think that what happens is, it, you know, first off, when we think of uh, any sport, it doesn't matter what sport we're talking about. So it could be golf, could be tennis, could be anything. In all those sports, everybody wants the best of the best all the time. So if I'm a golfer, I want the newest, best club from Callaway every year. If I'm a basketball player, man, I want the best shoes I can get, right? Every year, they're always redoing this. So this marketing concept is is no nothing new. It's used in every industry so you're always going to have fans who want the best of the best there's no doubt about it matthews fans are very well known for buying the newest bow every year now i will say this do they need to do that absolutely not but but the thing is is that they'll sell their old bow for pretty much 80 to 90 percent of what they paid of it so really they're not paying much to upgrade each year so it makes sense like in that getting case. a new iphone every year right to some degree Correct. Like, if you can sell the old one yeah. And get back yeah. most of your money. Do you really care? I mean, is it worth it to you every year to spend a hundred bucks to get the latest iPhone camera? Probably, you know, because you have a better camera, you know. So 
if you look at the bows today and what they're doing, there are differences for sure. Are they high tech differences? Yes. In some cases. So like a good example is the 10 point nitro 505, you know, fastest crossbow in the world right now. And, and, you know, what did they have that last year? No, right. You couldn't get that. Now you can. Um, so those are the types of things, you know, the V3 X, the V3. So you have the Matthews V3 X, which add the bridge lock that you can put, you know, put a dovetail right through the riser. It's genius. You know, it's a really smart move. But do you need it? Absolutely not. Of course, you could use the V3 from last year, the VXR. I mean, whatever. You can use any of those bows. They're fine. And I'll say this, you know, after shooting some of these old bows, I'd still kill some with that switchback right now. I mean, that bow is from 2005. <laughs> so, no, there's no reason you have to upgrade, and there's no time limit. I would say if you keep your bow in great shape, redo the cables and strings on every couple of years, you should be fine, you know, but you always want to check for limb damage, things like that. But I, I don't recommend a bow more than five years old. I mean, honestly, why would you, if you can at least stay updated every five years in my opinion, but it's just up to the user, how they want to do it. You know? No, that that's helpful. Honestly, like we have, um, we're giving away two bare legit bows, uh, from, from bear. They sent us a couple. We're doing one this summer when we have those guys on for a podcast and then we're going to do one at our foam fest event. Um, locations likely going to be hubbleton brewery and uh you know it's it's a chill it's just not like this is not a big deal thing but we're excited to do that but the bear legit from what i can tell seems to be like i wouldn't say beginner bow but it seems like it's you know, on their their models or, or how you would like look at their their whole lineup um i don't know how i was going with this but trying to figure out oh that's what it was comfortability at some point comfortability factors into this like Maybe one bow is better on paper, but if it's if you're not comfortable with it, that's probably still bad. Like I really enjoy my Bear Empire. It's older, it's a single cam, and it's not as slow as the one you were talking about, but it's so freaking quiet that I think I still enjoy it. It's a very smooth bow. It's very comfortable when I shoot it. Um, it's not intimidating. I've shot bows where I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, this thing's like a semi-automatic bow. It felt like too many bells and whistles. Like it wasn't comfortable for me. So what are your thoughts on like comfortability versus uh specs or whatever you want to call it yeah so every person's going to be a little different when it comes to comfort so like you know a good example for me is i, I like a bow that is um smooth so for instance i like to shoot the the bowtech um it's the solution ss and the comfort mode i very i'm a very big believer in smooth draw cycles slower speeds because that's just what's going to happen from it so to me, it's always been like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm never looking for the most flashy bow. I'm never looking for, those aren't the things I care about. In fact, I mean, if someone could see my actual rig, you would laugh because I use the cheapest of everything. We'll use a whisker biscuit. We use, a, I'll use a plastic sight sometimes. I mean, I, you have to look at what you're doing as a hunter. So the the first thing I tell people is you got to start with cost, right? You can only afford what you can afford. So you start with money. And then from there, you look at what am I doing with the bow? Where do I live? What's my, you know, what kind of, what am I hunting with it? Right. Because the reason I say that is in Michigan, we sit in tree stands, 20 yard pop shots all day. Speed doesn't matter to me. It, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Oneida thing was different. That was like 150 feet per second. Anything you're talking about right now is like 230 <laughs> to 260 to 300. You know, that was a whole different level because it's a lever cam system and it's really slow. It just always our has friend, been. Our friend Isaac um, with Vector Custom Shop says he, I think he was quoted on our podcast saying like, you know, a, you're never going to shoot faster than the speed of sound, right? So at some point, <laughs> no, right? <laughs> so, you know, they, I would tell people with a hunting rig, if you get 300 feet per second with a hunting rig, you're doing very well. And I mean, a hunting weight arrow, 
you know, with the way you want to hunt with it, if you can get three close to 300, you're doing very, very well. Um, so I think people, you know, don't worry about what speed you see in the marketing because those speeds are used on lightest arrow. You can imagine you're not going to shoot that arrow in a hunting scene, 350 grains. You're not going to shoot in a hunting. It's just not what you're going to do. Most people are on 400 to 450. So I would recommend if you really care about speed, you definitely want to shoot your hunting rig through. Always remember that general rule of thumb is a dual cambo will be faster than a solo cambo. Okay. And if you're shooting, so back, same time, if your FOC is heavier or if you're like shooting, uh, you know, 500, 600, 700 grain, you know, setup, do, do you really, you probably do want something a little bit more powerful to push that arrow? Like at a better, yes, at a, you're going to want right? 70, 80 pound bow to push that heavy of a weight for sure. Yeah. And you're going to want the most efficient bow you can get. That means that means you're going to shoot a bow with a very small brace height, just so it's a warning now to you, which is like five and a half, five and three quarter. Uh, which are very uncomfortable to shoot, very powerful bows. Um, not my not my cup of tea, but, you know, it can be done. Um, when you look at things like um, the legit, you're speaking of the legit, it's around $450 bow. One of the most uh, interchangeable bows ever made, meaning like my son can shoot that bow and I can shoot it. So Bear did an amazing job of the legit, but you have to remember too with Bear – they have a lot of options in that range. So the legitists have 450, you know, and then you can get a resurgence for four, 430. You can get uh, the species EV for 450 as well. And these are all ready to hunt packages too. So yeah, that's important that. to note. Their, their mission aligns with, with Fred Bear is to get a bow in every hunter's hand. You know, I think yes. it aligns with our, yeah. with our, ethos. so I'm a big fan of them for that reason. But that's not to say I'm not, I just think that makes sense to me. Um, Correct. Anyway, yeah. And bear is bear is getting it done. You know, that's one of my, um, one of my things I love about bear. And I, I talk about it in our video called, um, uh, it's called, uh, what is it called? It's the, it's the uh, buyer's guy 2022 bows. And I talk about that in the video. Cause you'll see bears has, you know, all these price points, you know, it gives everybody the option to get a bow. And I love that about bear and Fred. And, and what I love about it is Fred bear started that idea, but, the new bear company owned by Escalade sports continues to do it, which they don't have to, you know, it's their company, but they continue to do that. And that's, I'm very proud of them for doing that and keeping to that heritage and, you know, giving people that option. I mean, these bows price perfectly. I mean, literally hundreds apart and there's so many options for the, for the end user. I love it. I love bear for those reasons. No, thanks for, for kind of talking through that. I, I'm uh a comfort guy and i'll talk about comfort in the in the stand comfort with my bow like everything's got to be comfortable if i'm uncomfortable there's going to be bigger problems for me to worry about that are going to outweigh the the, the stuff on paper so to speak Derek, what what are you that's shooting by the I, way that's where i yeah that's where i struggle a little bit because man i love the idea of comfort and really smooth drawing like i love that but i have t-rex arms like i have the shortest stubbiest right. arms I am not, I'm not a huge guy by any means. And so with the shorter draw length, it always comes slower speed just because of the leverage. Um, so I've always found myself trying to get good penetration and shoot, you know, figure out the best combination of speed and weight and arrow and draw length. And that's what's kind of led me the last, I don't know, seven or eight years. I've kind of just been trying to find the right combination for me of bow arrow broadhead to try to get good penetration i had some bad luck hitting shoulder blades my fault should have aimed back a little bit 
um, but I've just gotten really, really bad penetration. So finding a bow that's got that speed while still trying to be as comfortable as possible is something that I've been trying to do. So I've got uh, I've got the V3X on order. I'm hoping uh, I shot Ooh. that one. It was incredibly smooth, um, but I'm hoping that, and I'm shooting the Vector Custom Shop arrows from Isaac and hoping that's going to be the winning ticket for the for the next few years. What do you but, uh, we'll know when I get it, I guess. What's the incumbent bow? What do you mean? What you said you that one's on order. What are you what are you shooting right now? Or what have you been shooting? Oh, right now, sorry, I've got a I shot a Bowtech um BTX twenty eight this last year. Uh worked for me. I got my Illinois buck with it. Um shot well. I just really don't like the back wall on it. That back wall when I draw back. It's still got a lot of squish behind my uh, my anchor point. It just is a very soft back wall. The bow itself is pretty aggressive. It's a speed bow. Um, like Dave was saying, short brace height, known for speed. So it's not that comfortable, um, which usually isn't a problem. I just deal with it, but I really just don't like the back wall. So that kind of led me to look. I knew I was going to get a new one this season, and then an opportunity came along to get that V3X. So I'm going to try it out and see how it works. It's awesome. That's a great bow. Yeah, the BTX is a great bow too. So they they both did a great job. So with that yeah. being said, I'm the opposite of Derek. I have Sasquatch arms, not as exaggerated as my dad's, <laughs> yeah, but not far off either. Do, do you have like are there are there like rules of thumbs or or best practices or things to consider if you're short versus tall or like short draw versus long draw? Yeah, most bows uh more axle axle is what you need for long draw. So. Generally, if you're 31 inch draw, you're looking for a bow. It's around 30, sometimes 31, but generally 33 to 36 inch axle axle. Um, but you know, we talk about efficiency. You yeah. talk about you, you know, you talk about shorter draw. You know, of the speed. But the thing is, is that I think most bow techs will tell you uh, if you tune your bow correctly, if you really spend time tuning the bow, getting help tuning your bow, uh, that will make up for a lot of speed you would lose because um, if your arrow is flying true, I mean. I mean, it's it's like a dart just straight or gonna be good to go good to go i don't know my video more went, efficient but, yep. uh, hopefully you guys can still hear me correct yeah i hear you yeah yeah I my video you, I hear you. yeah i don't know why that's never happened uh it says my connection's low but <laughs> i still see everything else the way it should be so that's kind of weird um but so for the for the moment so, dave you're gonna be the the star of this thing on all camera. right i got this <laughs> wouldn't be the dave. first time Dave and anyone else who sets up bows can get a good laugh from this. I went to uh, an archery shop with a buddy. This is a long time ago. Uh, a buddy of mine from high school who's a gargantuan of a guy, six foot seven. And I mean, he's got monkey arms to go with it. So he's got like a 31 and change draw length. And somehow the, tech, the, the gentleman at the archery shop <laughs> let him buy one of the, what was it, a uh, Matthews? Was it the. Uh, the 27 inch model, whatever that was, the V, what the heck was that called, Dave? But it was a 27 inch axle to axle bow. And he had a 31 and change draw length. And I just was trying to tell him, that's not right. Don't do that. Yeah. That could have been the VXR. The, it could have been, there's a few in there. That's crazy. Yeah. That was an Man. interesting story. It looks so well, weird. It's interesting. Back that draw length. The string was at such a severe angle, it just looked crazy. Looks like yeah, uh, Greg, as I said, Greg actually made it, so he's he's here now. I'm gonna unmute him. 
uh, so Greg, just a heads up, you're on the show. Greg's here if he has any thoughts to, to kind of start to input. I don't know if you've been listening along, Greg. Yeah, I just got a little bit of it. Sounds like we're talking about what bow we shoot and what arrow we've got and all that fun stuff. So, hope the dog's feeling better. Well, she is now. We got it all scraped up out of the hallway. So, it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. It's a good no thing no one's here in studio because we got cat puke everywhere. I don't know what's going on with my cat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like it's it's yeah, it's not cool. Uh, so I can relate to that. But Greg, what are you shooting? Are, are you shooting a Matthews, Greg? Right, you are. Yeah, uh, an old Halon thirty-two. How old is that Halon thirty-two? When you say old, uh, six years old. And how? When did you did you restring it last year? Yeah, and I need to restring it again this year because I shot so much with it in the basement that it's uh, its string's looking pretty rough. So I'm gonna be taking it in on Thursday and dropping it off. Greg has told me to restring my bow since nice. I met him, and I've not done it yet, so I don't know what the rule of thumb is there. But <laughs> the bow still sells for seven hundred bucks. Use seven fifty, seven hundred bucks bare bow. Wow, I that's so unbelievable. Yeah. That's crazy. That's, man. that's what I said. Most people, you get 700 bucks that bow and you put it towards a new one. That's not so bad. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Another five, five to 600 bucks out of pocket. Yeah, I don't know where my, my you plan to replace your accessories or no? No, I, I've got a, a pretty solid HHA extra site on there and an HHA Virtus Rust. It all nice. works. That's a nice rest. Unless, unless someone's given me something really nice to try out, uh, it works. Why well, spend the money? I'll take that money and save it for an out of state tag instead. Um, yep. For sure. Shooting the vector arrows, shoot, the vector arrows again. Uh, they've been solid. No complaints with them. They go right through. <laughs> Derek, is that your kids playing uh, a drum set with pots and pans? Yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> just came into the house and the wife's got dinner ready, so it's getting a little crazy in here. The neighbor boy is over. <laughs> so oh I might actually have to let you guys go. I'm sorry. Thanks for the input, buddy. Thank you. Just in time for Greg to pop in. So. Thanks, man. Yeah, all right. Well, hey, nice to talk with you, Dave. You guys have a good one. I'll yep. talk to you later. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Poor Derek. That's the best him. part of live. You get the real, the real deal. There's no, yeah, we don't uh, yeah. edit stuff out either. So it's a, uh, it's a real gem. People that, that listen, it's, it's authentic, right? That's the word we're looking for here. I'm gonna send you this live thing on TikTok again. We'll see if we can get it to work. Cool. Do yeah. Now that my something? video's not working, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, here you are. I just have to go to manage and then accept, and I, and I think you'll be in. You just have to make sure your volume's down or yeah. That's I'm what I'm trying to figure out. Much. Shut this thing up. Otherwise, we'll get feedback. <laughs> but no, man, this is this is pretty exciting. Like the, the the conversation about the retro bows and and like you know selection of bows and new bows versus old bows, um, even just the maintenance stuff. I, I like I like the go ahead, I Greg. Like the uh, the content you put on your on your uh, Instagram page with all the retro bows. I mean, a lot of that stuff was kind of bringing cool memories of bows that uncles or friends had shot in the past and. You know, and I even had some of those bows or bows that were in between models of some of the ones that I saw you posting and talking about. So it was pretty neat to see all that stuff. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. That's the whole point of that. Um, 
what we did with that program, the classic series. It, where our thought was again, the nostalgic of it was the main reason I wanted to do that. So it worked out good, I think. Are you guys? So are you are you hunting public land or private land, in Michigan? Like, what is what does your hunting season look like over there in Michigan? Um, we're um, we usually hunt private, and this year, not one hundred percent sure because we might lose our lease. So <laughs> we're trying to figure that out. If we hunt the public now, it's really hard because there's no baby, which is really difficult here um, on the public lands. But uh, for private, you still can't bait, but it's easier because then obviously. You can do what you want, get where you need to be, and you know, hunt over crops. So good to go. Someone tell me the echo is bad that we're hearing. I don't know where, who's telling me that. Yeah, I'm trying to give me one second. I'm just trying to find a way to cut this. Uh, you got a headset? Like a there you go. Yeah, that'll work. If I can find those, we'll be good. My camera, who knows where that went? I have no idea. Everything appears to be working except for restream. So I have no clue what. That's literally the first. It's always the first time this stuff happens is when we're live, of course, trying to problem solve things. Awkward. I'll just drink more bourbon. <laughs> I'll make my problems go away. <laughs> oh, boy. Greg and I are going to turkey hunt tomorrow morning. I, I was telling my wife I'm going to get up at 4 o'clock, and she laughed in my face. But it, it's it's real, Greg. I'll get up at 4. I might need a wake-up call. Good. Well, you're going to get one. Um I got it all set up. I even shot a little video of what, it, what our setup looks like. And when I drove out of there and drove around the block, there were three toms strutting in a field. So not too far away. There's a chance. So you're saying <laughs> we'll I see got how a it chance. Goes. Yeah. And if I don't, I'll, I'll regroup on Friday if I can. I know I typically try to try to meet. Um, Let us know if that fixed it. I think whoop. I got it. Well, that's funny. Uh, Reinhardt just said, I have Eric on TikTok and Bo Hunter on Insta. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I think the echo's gone, so that's, that's good. Um, and the, on the maintenance side, though, I, I'm interested about that a little bit. Like Greg said, he's going to replace the string, you know, this year after having done it last year. Wh what's the threshold there for like how often you're shooting your bow that you need to? So it shouldn't be. It's like um, when I think of oil change on a car, it's either mileage or time frame. And yeah, I think it's time frame. It's two yeah. years, two to three years. But if you're shooting like an F ton. At some point, yeah, you sell it two years, right? Yeah, I was, I would agree, but I would, I'd probably do it once a year then. But I think like target shooters, I mean, you got to be shooting a lot. Target shooters shoot a lot, so those guys, I don't know what they do, but I would, I would bet they do it once a year, or maybe even more than that, um, based on how many times because they're shooting like hundreds a day. So, <laughs> average people don't do that. So, I mean, most people are shooting fifty a week, maybe. You know, uh, so I think that's you know. Somewhere and in what there. happens to those strings if you're not if you're not replacing like what uh, my yeah, fear dry is rot up in my face right but like is that what's really going to happen here you could yeah there's a lot of power on these bows nowadays so you don't want to get any dry rot you want to keep them waxed and lubed and you know just got to make sure you're always keeping the fray make sure it's not fraying you should check for any parts that maybe you hit with a broadhead uh, at all times um, and the other thing is if you're shooting a crossbow there's a lot of pressure on crossbows so just make sure those you probably need to change at least once every year, maybe two. You you want to look at your manual for whoever you bought it from to ask them how long. But so a good example, you got to be careful, too, that your arrow seated correctly. So a couple of years ago, we had one where Tim was discharging a Darton Viper crossbow and the arrow wasn't seated all the way. And he fired it and it, it went under the arrow, 
blew up, you know, shot the arrow out, but didn't go far, but it just blew up the whole crossbow. So just make sure your arrow is completely seated in your crossbow or else you're going to have an expensive problem. Can you explain <laughs> that to me when you say make sure, make sure your arrow is completely seated, just make sure that's in the, in the, um, the rest or what have you. Correct. So like for, oh, for a Raven crossbow, it sits, uh, it, it rides above. It's like an error. There's nothing under it, but you guys snap in, uh, the knock perfectly inside their system, which actually with theirs, I don't think you can mess it up because I don't think it'll fire if you don't snap it in. But the Darton one we had, you had to slide it under the tongue and then push it back and just make sure your knock is touching that string. You can look in from the side and see it. But what happened to him is he leaned over and he actually slid forward um, because the tongue maybe wasn't tight enough or whatever. And when he went to fire it in the ground at the end of the night to discharge it, it blew up. <laughs> That's terrifying. That kind of shit freaks me out, man. That's when I talk about yeah. being intimidated by something. That that's what I mean usually. Like I don't mean like, oh, I'm scared of it, but it, it can feel and especially for people new to hunting. Like if you've never hunted before and you get one of these really nice crossbows or compounds in your hand and it's got all of these bells and whistles, someone that's never done this stuff before, they're like, Holy crap, it's a little freaky for I've witnessed new hunters like having they're sketched out, you know, and if they don't know to like spin their forearm a little bit and change their grip, that's going to set if that string is going to slap their forearm. There's a lot of things like that for newcomers. I just have no idea. Um, so, you know, the maintenance part is interesting too. Like it's not a set and forget you need to deal with, you need to deal with this stuff. I'm talking to myself, by the way, <laughs> I need to do that. But <laughs> Yeah, no, you should know, you should know hey, the basics of our. Yeah, I know mine's overdue. I got to get into the shop. I, I'll just, I'll just get it done. Did you were you there tonight, Greg? Did you go to Whale Tales tonight in Dustman? Did you say you were stopping by no, there? I had no. I, I literally decided that I was going to go and scout and get something nailed down for you to for tomorrow morning, rather than fiddle dick around with that. And then the whole dog shit incident blew up at home. So that it was literally uh, blew up. <laughs> yeah, one of those deals. Aye, aye, aye. So uh, no, I did not stop there. I'll be stopping there Thursday. Do you work with any uh, local archery shops too, or like you're not local archery shops with all that you guys do? Do you have some, some tight ties with local shops or shops? Dave. Sorry. Hopefully you can hear me. Sorry. I was trying to figure out a camera on this TikTok, and I can't figure it out. Do you know how to do it? Oh like... yeah. If you don't do it right on the, right out of the gate when it asks you, it's a pain in the butt. So you are almost better off leaving and coming back and like clicking. Yeah, let me okay. try that real quick. It's Let's a just try nightmare. That I don't know what the heck. Let me, you know what? I'm going to X out of that real quick and get back in one second. I just want to see what's, I don't understand this thing. It's killing me here. I've been sitting here trying to figure this out for like five minutes. I'm like, what is going oh, on? Oh yeah. There? It asks you somewhere right along. Like when you get in there, it, it'll say like, do you want your right, camera so on? And, I ju- and okay. It says here, I invite you to go live except, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I see it. Oh, you got it again. You. <laughs> It's like two it. seconds. Let me try it again. Sorry. It's hilarious. Oh, I can't believe that. It literally gives you a split second to choose it. It's crazy. It's crazy. And if once you are in there, I don't know that you have the apparently you can, but I, I Oh, I got it. it. Thank there it is. God. There we I go. Let's talk for it on that. So does this mean we're both live on TikTok? That's correct. Yep. Oh, cool. Okay, great. That's what I was hoping. I just And they'll hear your audio through my No, I'm sorry. You said something about pro shop yeah like are with, with bowhunter planet is there anything you guys are doing with just yeah i, I um, just yeah. given the the uh, nature of like all the content stuff yeah so the question about you know 
pro shops is that we we originally started with pro shops so one of the pro shops actually helped me get into this business was um mjc archery in michigan uh jim morrow great guy knows this business inside out uh jim uh let me sit with him so i used to have every other friday off at my job and so i go sit there on the fridays i was off all day like i go in early help around the shop and i would sit there all day and just um take it in right like what does this business look like like how do i do something in this industry right like and so i started learning a lot about you know just uh, uh, sales like when people come in like they just were drawn to matthews and different brands you could tell exactly what they were looking for when they came in at the time i think jim had matthews hoyt and primers big ones and uh people come in and be like i'm looking for the prime or i'm looking for the hoyer i'm looking for the matthews right um so it was a great experience to learn. And and originally we had started with the idea that we could do, you know, the, the pro shop would give us the bow and we would, you know, review and give it back to them. And that worked for a little bit and it was fine for a little while. But the problem is these guys are, are focused on sales. They don't really care about bow reviews. And, you know, so as time went on, that got harder and harder to do. So that's when I decided we had to go direct to the, to the, to the companies. So we never worked with pro shops again, really after that, we do try to promote pro shops when we can. I've actually, I'm working on a new series. Eventually it's going to come out called the pro shop series. And it's going to basically be a pro shop, giving us a bow to review. And in there, there'll be like a one minute segment about that pro shop. Like it's quick history. Um, some of their fan, whatever. Right. So just a way to help promote them if we can. So we're trying, we're trying to find ways, you know, cause a lot of them aren't really into like social media and, you know, you don't see a lot out of them. Now, the ones that are uh, Lancaster, which is obviously a giant store, but they do their own videos and that's great. You know, PJ does a great job. Um, Mike's Archery does a great job. Podium Archer Josh, he kills it on YouTube videos for his. But that they do it because they sell bows. It makes sense, right? They do the video and they can actually sell you the bow. So um, it's genius. But most pro shops don't do that. And that's where I wanted to help out because the ones that don't are the ones who need more more love and help, you know. Yeah, when we had Isaac here from Vector Custom Shop, he talked a little bit. I think we talked about it on the podcast. I'm certain we did. Uh, you know, he was talking about how the you know pandemic really uh, put a hurt on a lot of the bow shops because they're they're small, you know, SM, SMB small small medium sized businesses, and and when people stopped coming in because they couldn't, it, their businesses suffered so much that a lot of them just died on the vine. They couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't do it. And most of those people that are running a pro shop, they're not doing it to be rich. You know, they're, they're doing it because it's a, they're building the life that they want or a lifestyle. It's like they, they have enough to like, you know, make ends meet because they built their life to handle that. And they do it because they love it. So if there's ways yeah. to promote those businesses, that's why I was curious because it, it's like, you know, we, we just mentioned Whale Tales, who is local to, to Greg and I here. We're, you know, we're in uh, Southeast Wisconsin and they're a good shop that's nearby here. I'm like maybe 10, 15 minutes from those guys. And um, they're great. It, you have such a good experience when you go in there. Um, yeah. But if you don't know that they're there, you, you're just missing out on a good experience. I'm assuming there's lots of archery shops like that or pro shops, you know, um, in various locations around the country. Tons but of them. Yeah, there's tons you know, of pro shops and they don't, they don't trust anybody. So, yeah. <laughs> good luck. I was at one the other day. Uh, it was very funny. I was at one in Michigan. It was, they have so many bows. It's unbelievable. Well, I started talking to the bow rep. You know, I introduced myself um eventually you know we we're just chatting at first and then because i knew a lot and he's like you know a lot like you you know i'm like well i kind of work in the industry you know so anyway then the owner walked by and he's like oh hey this is dave from boner planet you know he does media i could tell the owner was like oh i don't what do you want you know what are you trying to get so you know what i mean like so i was just like okay <clears throat> you know i'm not even gonna <laughs> i'm good you know 
but that's what i'm saying they're always like they're very you know like hey you, you gotta it's you gotta kind of it's like the mobsters right you gotta know somebody to get in you can't just walk in there donnie brasco you know what i mean yeah, everyone's trying <laughs> to sell them thing at some point so they're probably a yeah everybody tries to sell them something so it makes sense i get it they're gonna have some spec you know be skeptical of course but um so it's a little bit harder in that point right it's hard to for them to understand what you do or how you do it so that gets a little tricky yeah makes sense well one of the reasons we don't do a lot with them because it's just it's like a lot of work right i'm not i don't need to do it so it's like i don't really do a lot but it's like i will i won't not not help but you know it'd be easier if they came to me (laughs) yeah yeah true and some of them would be smart too in some capacity well they would be they just don't know it that's part of the issue it's like it's very difficult to I, it's like, it's very hard to sell it. Right. You're like, Hey, you want to do this? This is what we're doing. This is what you have to do. And it's like, I, I probably need to do a video or something to send to those guys to do it. You know, so they understand it better, but it's just, it's again, you know, it's just, it's a tricky little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I think, you know, we can bring the plane in for a landing here. Uh, maybe wrap up with, with where and how folks can find you. Cause I know you have a couple properties. I think I even saw at one point someone said, why do you have two different colored logos? So maybe just kind of uh, help people navigate to where they can find you and some exciting things you have on the horizon, just to recap. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so we, uh, we can find us that you can always go to bowhunterplanet.com to kind of, that's our you know center stage. You'll be able to get access all of our links from there. Uh, if you go to YouTube, you can type in boner plant. We do have two different color. We have three different logos. Uh, green and orange are just, uh, there's no signification between them. We, to be honest, I just kind of use them whenever I feel like more green than orange. So it's not, it's not like a big deal on TikTok, though. You know, you need to verify it's our account before you think it's someone else. For some reason, this is happening all over TikTok, it's not just us, but people are, you know, scamming people, you know, acting like us, acting like other brands. Um, so I suggest just double click it, make sure it's the hundred and something thousand followers, right? I mean, that's how you need to look at it. If someone send you something, to click, don't click it. You know, it doesn't matter what platform, Instagram. Um, we also have the Boner Planet podcast logo, which is a little bit different. Um, uh, so that one's, you know, you're only going to really see that if you go to iTunes, you're listening on there or, you know, parts of YouTube, I guess, but generally won't see that one. Um, but you can find our uh, podcast on um, parts of it will be on YouTube. A lot of it's on Carbon TV, the full video episodes. And as far as iTunes, you can get the full audio episode. So which is pretty cool because if you still listen audio wise, there's no change. Uh, but we just moved to Carbon TV for, for video uh, productions, and then uh, we do have the live show. So if you'll get the notification tomorrow. We are going live on our platform. Will be all very exciting for anybody has arrow questions. Um, that's when you'll want to tune in because you can ask any arrow question to Nate because he's a cool guy and he knows his stuff man so it's <laughs> last had him on i was just asking so many questions I'm like i gotta stop asking questions and save something for q a because this isn't uh people i have a lot more questions than i do especially with weight and you know how heavy do you use 70 pounds you know whatever it is so and but yeah other for, than that you know for a second, all over what, what, what was that what was the last thing you said about nate and the arrows so he he uh going over the weights of the arrows with what poundage and stuff like those are great questions people bring you know i i I was bringing to him last time and I thought I better stop asking all these questions and say something for the live feed. Cause I knew we were doing the live feed with, uh, so I wanted to make sure, you know, I, I save some of those. So people listen to the podcast and know the answers already. <laughs> like Ben, Ben's a huge fan. So he'll probably, he probably already knows that will come up, but the good news is the consumer can ask. It'll be a Q and a for consumers. So it'll be 
a great time. If you have any arrow questions, that would be the guy to ask. doesn't even matter if it's victory or not. So pretty cool. That's awesome. That's super cool. Oh, thank, thanks for sharing all that. It was a fun episode. I really enjoyed the, the, the kind of talk track that we went down here. Um, hopefully people like went down memory lane and, and got some good input from it. So we appreciate it. And I think, what is the date today? Today's the 24th tomorrow. I don't know when your guys' podcast airs as far as like when you have them to can, but I think we're, we're guessing on your podcast tomorrow night. Correct. Yeah. You guys can bring everybody you want. Um, and we, it'll be a lot of fun. We love doing like we, our podcast is like our fun time. So we just kind of mess around and you'll see, uh, actually Tim won't be on tomorrow. Unfortunately, he has a kid thing, which is disappointing because Tim's hilarious. So, uh, I think it's me and Jay and I think, Oh, and by the way, uh, I want to thank you guys for getting me into this calendar thing. Cause I swear this has been the biggest lifesaver to my <laughs> podcast. Podcast, yeah. like I once I found it when you I thought what is this and then I ended signing up and it literally was the best thing that ever happened to me uh for the podcast because I used to do it all manually I didn't know that this existed um, I used to so also thank you and it, thank was, you it used to be a damn nightmare back and forth and and we we only do this on Tuesday nights at a set time so it's kind of like here's a link pick a Tuesday and then there's a lot of automation you can bake into it. Like you should, after we're done, get a request to give us a review also with a link to do it. Wow. And uh, so it's there's follow up on it. There's there's a there's alerts on it. Like hey, by the way, we're recording. Like hope hopefully you're ready. I think you probably would have got that yeah. that message. But I, I didn't got send those, that. Yeah. Like, yep. I, it's so the automation's working, which is fantastic. So just so you guys are aware, I'll, I will turn your link on tomorrow. The link will be in your email already. So it's already a Zoom link. We already pre-did the Zoom links in there. So Perfect. it'll be on about 45, just so you're aware. And then um, we'll probably, we have to we have to be off by 640 because I have to be ready to, I have to turn that live feed on at 645, just a heads up. So if you want to start a little bit early, we can at like, you know, 550. It's up to you. I'll, I'll have it on at 545 and I'll be ready. So if you guys can make it a little early, that's great. If not, no worries. Um, but we'll, we'll get it done. It'll be fun. I was hoping I had you guys in the eight o'clock slot. Cause then we didn't have a time limit, but that's okay. Thinking we'll get it. Yeah. Done. It'll I think be fun. I earlier just to, to my wife takes the, the brunt of the stuff with the three kids we have. So I'm like, if we can get oh, it done. I hear you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, thanks for joining us, man. We're, we're going to end the live stream. I'll end the, the TikTok live as well. And then we can debrief for just a second here. And, um, thanks everybody that, that tuned in and, and participated in the comments. We always appreciate it. Thank you guys.